Yep. You know, well, I think I think a gym like Planet Fitness is you're always they have their demographic, and they're always going to have their demographic, and it's not us. That's yeah. what people need to realize. That like there are people that go, oh no, it's fine. They got a nice cable, Life Fitness cable stack, good Smith machine. Um, you know, maybe they've got some fucking hammer strength equipment or something. But you don't if you've never been in a real gym and maybe spent some actual time in that real gym felt like the camaraderie between members feel the energy that comes out of that place when people are fucking having kick-ass sessions music's blasting chalks fucking everywhere it's a little dirty and the machines don't match and the plates don't match but like that energy is so fucking infectious that when you leave those gyms and go into one of those planet fitnesses or la fitnesses it just feels like it just feels like death there's just like a complete <laughs> void of all like life and energy. You're like, what the hell is this place? How did Tommy do? Uh, Tommy was in the second call out. Um, okay. I don't know where he landed. I think he got eight. Okay. He looked so, good. Not bad. Yeah. Um, Tommy looked good, man. Tommy had he a just great needs year. to, um, you know, I, I mean, he knows, but I'm like, your limbs, like your torso is, and your limbs don't match. Like, I can you know. see that. Yeah, and just, but here's the thing: his limbs, through. his limbs used to match his torso. His yeah. torso just got a lot better. You know what I mean? So he he was funny. He sent me a text, and he's because Tommy likes to like write things down and like his missions, you know. Yeah. And his first thing was, "I'll never compete as a heavy again." And the second <laughs> was, "I'll never not be in the top five again." And I sent back, "Number one takes care of number two." Yeah, that's yeah. exactly that's exactly what I thought, Dusty. I was like, oh, it, it, it's like Chris Aceto's rules. Like rule number one, there are no rules. Rule number two, refer to rule number one. Like, exactly. <laughs> I said that to him, and he goes, "I never thought of it that way." And I said, "Tommy, yeah. I make everything as simple as possible." Yeah, boil it all down. Boil it all. I down. mean, you know, you at two fifty, you're in the top five. So, you know, and then I had a um, classic physique guy. He was 17 pounds under mm. and he, and he took fourth and I'm like, you do understand at 17 pounds up. You're winning the overall. Oh, I did see that. I did see. Yeah. I think you posted that. Yeah. 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 yeah he looked like, good, man. He looked really good. He, he's great too. Cause he's one of those guys like, and I, I, I should talk about this on the show. Cause I could bring up the fact that he's never done growth, never done insulin. Liar test, you know, lies. Liar. Now he's lying for other people. Liar. <laughs> lying for some sort of benefit uh, somehow. How would yeah, this right? benefit them? I don't know how this is good for him, but that's what he's doing. He's lying. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm actually going to see him. Oh, shit. Well, what's happening? What is up, man? Hey, I forgot we had a guest. <laughs> yeah. I forgot we were on a show. <laughs> Let me just see here. I got to figure out this uh, mic and. We got to just leave that in. <laughs> just the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. I'm your host, Big Ron Partlow, with my co host, Dusty Hanshaw, top corner. I like saying that. That's a hockey thing for you, Dusty. I am top corner. Yeah, and Scott, the producer, McNally, the yes. producer. And then, of course, we got Justin Shire on the show today. How you doing, man? He has no Excellent good, to see man. you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. yeah sorry, sorry for being late. Live from the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, the famous kitchen. Do you, uh, do you have a set of headphones you could throw on? 
he was trying to possible? do that, and then you just were I, like, we I gotta do. start the show, and you tried to, you oh, immediately oh, no, you, started you the show. You pushed him through. You, right you, in. you were being kind like of a, a, Okay, I'll do the housekeeping then. Um, you were being you were being a bit pushy, and I did. Yeah, I, didn't like I was. I was. Yeah, I was yeah, I was just excited, man. It's like when I see you in public and I can't stop hugging you. I don't mean to be that way. Um, it's okay. I get it. I have that effect. Remember, remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Yes. And, of course, remember, I am mutant.com, loving us, uh, showing us the love every month. So, remember, Dusty20, Big Ron20, get your 20% off, get your ISO surge, you're all in, and everyone should get on the gear. And uh, Scott, the producer McNally, remember, keep a producer home that Think Big Bodybuilding Media Patreon. Thank you, guys. We you know, because he will do the show if he's homeless. He will I find will. a way to set up, but we would like to keep him home. <laughs> so go to the Patreon for the price of a cup of coffee. Do you like this coffee cup today, guys? Oh, that's a good one. This is some gourmet yeah. shit. Yeah. That's the <laughs> shit. It's a good Hell one. Yeah. Okay. This All is right, what... Uh, this is what Not you get from a good training partner. Good training partners give gifts like this. My training you know. partner had a had a wall that said "bad motherfucker" on it. Oh yeah, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Huh? That's great. I think it had one of those once too. I knew a guy that had one of those. Yeah, yeah. He bought it in Thailand figure, or something. I gotta figure this thing out. How, are there some settings? To, is my is my mic working? Is that working? Yes, it yeah, is. And great. actually, if you can hear us, I think everything sounds good. Okay. It, you know, without the headphones, I think we're good. We could just roll with this. Yeah, I'm totally fine with the headphones. Can I okay, make this? Cool. Can I make this for uh, full screen? This is a little I different. Than how we? We're good. Dusty, Dusty. Good. If you go full screen, Dusty might wreck it for you. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, stay, I'll stay here then. So, so okay. Let's just. There's a lot we want to talk about. Well, I want to sure. have some fun with you, but yeah, what yeah. the fuck, dude? One show, bam, One and smashed. Done, <laughs> yeah. yeah How does that feel? It feels really fucking good. I think, um, you know, Matt told me the whole time, he's like, we're, we're going to win this show. We're going <laughs> to win this show. Like 20 weeks out, he's like, just know that you're winning the show. So I think there was that like fucking conditioning, right? Like he conditioned me to win the mentally. show. And I don't, think enough, I don't think enough people like mentally condition themselves to fucking win. You True. know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I, I went on several podcasts and was like, "Yep, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna go in." And I just had to fucking. You just gotta fucking believe that shit, you know. Mm. And um, I, that that's awesome. Yeah, and then it and then it it worked out. I mean, know? it also helps to have the best physique too, like that that you know the insistence to the belief and all that. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, having the physique to back it up. Yeah, <laughs> having like, the best coach, man. I mean, I don't think there's like having Matt in my corner. The amount of confidence I have coming into a show, like man it's i'm so grateful to have matt matt's the, the best you guys really pushed too like i i remember seeing you man you were so big back in the the winter i remember seeing you at the arnold you look yeah. like i was like, like literally impressed you wearing just like a hoodie you know what i mean like you were just yeah. just so massive uh full blowing was uh beef stew i was trying to come up with the term and beef stew was was he said he was like 
you mean he was full blown, right? And I was like, yeah, full you blown. were totally full blown at yeah. the Arnold. Yeah, we put we pushed things. Honestly, I look back at like some. Well, my wife was like showing me pictures of how fat I was, and we're uh, <laughs> looking at these like Olympia photos in December, and it was like, or what was it? Uh, November. It's kind of right before I started prep, and I was like, holy fuck, I was so fat. <laughs> so, how heavy did you get? And then, what did you come down to for the show? And then, how long was that dieting process? So I, the heaviest I got was like 270. I did touch like 274, but when we started my diet, I was like 267. And uh, we dieted for a little, like 22 weeks. And then uh, show day, I was 222. No kidding. That's yeah. a good, that's an old school cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> old 50 that's no right? body comp <laughs> shift. That's no like start prepping yeah. 230, compete at 225. That's, a, that's an yeah. old school, like Fuck you that. brought it down. Yeah, we did. I mean, we, we went from 6,000 calories down to fucking 1,700, you know? Yeah. <laughs> these, are the number, these are the numbers I want people to see because I love that. I, I love yeah. when people tell me they're going to yeah. shrink if their their calories mm-hmm. are too low. I'm like, ah, you no, got water. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah, those water last, and those salt. Last, like, you just made a salt and androgens at that point. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You just up the halo and you're not going to shrink. Don't worry about it. You're fine. <laughs> So honestly, the Obviously. last like two, the last like three weeks, fuck man, were just death days. Like if you looked yeah. at those those days on paper, like they just it, it didn't look sustainable. But uh, okay, I won. You know, that's what we had to do. <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt so, telling me he's like honestly, he's like my my gut tells me I don't want to have to push this hard, but let's just keep going. And like we had a few high days mixed in, but it was like. I had like 70 grams of rice pre-workout and, and 50 grams of rice post-workout, two hours of cardio. And like, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> like no added wow. fat. He was like, we got to get, we just got to fucking push you in, man. That's but it all, wow. yeah, it all, all worked out. How was so your what did you? Oh yeah. Well, I was just going to ask, what did you weigh six weeks out? Do you remember? Man, like six weeks out. So honestly, I had this like weird phase where I didn't, I was not dropping weight. Like, <laughs> like from six to or like maybe eight to five weeks out i just wouldn't fucking drop weight my weight was doing this and uh, matt honestly was like hey dude i just need you to pull all your gear and get a new source he's like you need to get rid of whatever you're taking throw it away and we're getting a new source so he set me up with somebody else and honestly i dropped 13 pounds in 10 days when i switched sources you're kidding me yeah like i, I <laughs> I was having some like, these crazy water retention issues where I just like I'd shoot up five pounds and the next day I'd drop and then I'd shoot up five pounds and like dude what the fuck Matt was like dude you look like you're on Deca and fucking Anadrols mm. and we're, we're running fucking Trent and Winnie yeah, yeah. You, should, you should not look like that so we flushed all that shit down the drain and uh, get a new source in and then I just like dropped but it was like that that three week window where he was like hey just we just got to figure out what's going on with your body blah 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 we just lost some ground. Yeah. So then from, from there, it was like, just, just fucking dive bomb, crank the cardio up, no, no fucking food, no fun. Yeah. And then, uh, That's yeah. Funny. That reminds me of uh, a guy that I, I met at, a, at the USA's who got his pro card. Dusty knows him. But he was a pro that Chris Aceto worked with. And Chris told me that at six weeks out, the guy was like way behind and looked like shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, what can you get that's real? Like 100% real. And the guy yeah. was like, I can, I can get Prope and I can get Pharmacy Anivar. And that's it. And he goes, get a bunch of it and throw everything else out. 
And then yeah. in the last six, and then the last six weeks, the guy just transformed and got his pro card. And, That's awesome. Yeah, it was you know? like it was it was really fucking obvious that yeah, it, I I morphed and like within like within that two weeks dropping that thirteen pounds like holy fuck like I went from like two forty two and out of shape to like two thirty and peeled. I was like, whoa, yeah, there. It is. You know, <laughs> love it. What uh, I, I want to go back to this Matt believing in you thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the off season went really well like you've had like a big huge off season so like what yeah several you know how many years of just off season so it was from december of 21 and then i started dieting like uh yeah like right around december of 22 so then Mm -hmm. so i guess it was like a full year of off a little over a full year of off season is that right Mm -hmm. yeah 21 and then yeah no i guess i started dieting like february because honestly i was supposed to do new york so that was my plan i was gonna do new york Pro. i remember that yeah 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 but honestly you, you guys are aware like my my mom passed in in um october of of 22 and i would have been just starting prep right after that it just was just like no no way it was a good idea to yeah. wait you know yeah you know, yeah and it, honestly, it all worked out better anyway but um yeah so i ended up dieting i think we ended up coming down like 10 weeks after that so like in february so yeah it was like it was like 14 straight months of off season. Man, what, when did you start to really realize that you were like, when did the, the obvious gains, you know, cause a lot of people, they do these short little off seasons and nothing yeah, ever really yeah. accumulates, you know? You know what? I think it, uh, to be honest, I'll give you some credit. This is funny. I remember at the Olympia, you told me you're like, you were the biggest, most sauced up guy at that booth. Remember you telling me that? I was like, really? <laughs> but you know, Absolutely. there's that point in the off season where like you you got to get you got to put like I always tell these guys like there's it's extremes on both ends. I mean, you have to dip into that extreme when you're dieting. Obviously, you can push and suffer, and then you got to push into those extremes where you're fucking uncomfortable and bloated and fat and sweaty and you look like shit. Like there's just you just have to do that. You know what I mean? There's yep. phases and periods of times that you have to do that. And around that Olympia was like we kind of pushed and pushed and pushed and then we like pulled back and I went from that like 274 to 265 mm. and then I guess I cleared some water and I was like all right I don't look as shitty but I'm still big yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like, you know what I mean that's where yeah. it was by the way I said I saw you at the Arnold and you look full-blown it was the Olympia oh, it yeah. was yeah. that Olympia look yeah that was I remember telling you that I remember saying, dude, you were the biggest, most sauced up guy at that booth. I remember saying that. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's a hell of a booth to say that in. So that that, that adds yeah. something. It was good. It felt good, too. Yeah, it felt good. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, but, but I, I think it could be missed those days. <laughs> yeah, I know. You posted something on your story the other day, and I was like, holy fuck. Look at the size of this guy's face right now. <laughs> like, I hope they're like, <laughs> Of his face. I love it. Dude, I, yeah, I love it. It's so cool, man. I was like, I was watching some old, I think, so I went to USA Gym in Chicago and I watched the uh, Mutant on the Mission before that. And oh, you were, no way. yeah, you looked like you were cranking, dude. You were fucking big. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a lot bigger back then. I would have been over 300 yeah. for sure, but yeah, you were fucking He was great. Big. What a, what a great gym that was. Oh, isn't it so cool, great. man? Like, honestly, they had like a lot of the old school original Panada stuff mm. that like, mm. like, so like you, you have like the high row, they have the OG Panada high row and it, oh, it's so good. It felt so amazing. I know, I know. Um, yeah. I, I just the the amount of effort put into all the photos on the walls and stuff that that I know, man. that stuff really yeah. set like it just you know like 
how many times did he pull the fucking ladder out, put up another picture? You no know, shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> just everywhere. So like the day before, so Matt got there Wednesday. So I was there Tuesday and I went and trained at like this LA fitness shithole right by the hotel. And it was just, oh, it was, I, it's like discouraging. Like I didn't want to be there. as a gym owner. Yeah. I was like, this <laughs> fucking sucks. So the next day, Matt was like, Let's go to USA gyms, get into a good environment, get you in a better headspace. And as soon as I walked in that place, I was like, fuck yes, dude. I was like, I'm a fucking, I felt like a bodybuilder. I was like, I'm in the right place. Like the equipment was old and squeaky and rusty. The fucking, none of the plates matched. All the fucking paint was chipped and fucking, you could just smell the the gym. I was like, this is a fucking gym. This is where I needed to be. It was like, I feel like. Not that I wouldn't have won the show if I didn't go there, but I was like, that's right there, set the trajectory for like the rest of the weekend. It was like yeah. that session. Oh, your environment right. is everything. Oh, dude. Your, your I like I left there everything. like fucking pumped. And I left yeah. that other gym sad. Mm. Yeah. I was, I was like, this sucks. And, and if Matt, if let's just say Matt walked up to you at the end of your workout and said, I got some bad news for you. And you were like, What? And he goes, I need you to do two hours on the stepper right now. And I said, Fuck it. <laughs> The Let's difference that you're the difference in how hard that would be at an LA Fitness versus oh, USA man. Gym, dude. It'd be way yeah, easier okay. to do at USA Gym. Yeah. Yep. That's honestly a really good way to quantify it because I would have been like, "Let's fucking do it," and then I would I would have like went to my wife and be like, "Dude, he wants me to go get on these fucking stair steppers." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the environment's everything, dude. And I talked about that in my videos. Like, guys, please just seek out an environment that's conducive for this shit. Like, go somewhere where you can feel like a bodybuilder, be a bodybuilder, and and do your thing without judgment. Like, we took I took my shirt off and took some shots because Matt wanted some poses, and I'm just like everybody staring at me. I could tell the staff wanted to come and approach me, and it was just like, all right, I ripped them off, took three shots, put my shirt back on. I was like, Ugh, let's get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just talked about that recently. Somebody said uh, they they were training at an LA or at a, a Planet Fitness. And I was, like, I was like, one of our listeners trains at Planet Fitness. And then a bunch of people chimed in. They're like, oh, I train at Planet Fitness, too. So I love yeah. that they're hearing what you're saying, man, because, well, you know, and, and if you don't support those gyms, then yeah. we don't have those gyms. They go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, well, I think I think a gym like Planet Fitness, is, you're always they have their demographic and they're always going to have their demographic. And it's not us. That's yeah. what people need to realize that like there are people that go, Oh no, it's fine. They got a nice cable life fitness cable stack, good Smith machine. Um, you know, the, maybe they've got some fucking hammer strength equipment or something, but you don't, if you've never been in a real gym and maybe spent some actual time in that real gym, felt like the camaraderie between members feel the energy that comes out of that place when people are having kick-ass sessions, music's blasting, chalk's everywhere. It's a little dirty and the machines don't match and the plates don't match, but like that energy is so infectious that when you leave those gyms and go into one of those Planet Fitnesses or LA Fitnesses, it just feels like, it just feels like death. There's just like a complete <laughs> void of all like life and energy. You're like, what the hell is this place? Yeah. The host- like I, call them, I, I call them hospital gyms. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> sterile, sterile and sad. <laughs> it's, you can smell that 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 hot. You know, they smell the same as just think of an ER room. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think a lot yeah, of clients so, will come. To, a lot of clients come to me and they'll like send me training videos, and immediately I'm like, "Hey, wh- where are you at? What gyms do you have? Because I want you out of that place." Yeah, like, <laughs> I just. <laughs> 
all bright green and orange walls and like yeah everything matches it's all matching star trek equipment the oh, whole yeah. kit <laughs> you know i'm like yeah like i gotta get you out of that gym that's that's step one to this plan is getting you out of that gym and then sometimes i'm yeah. like dude, dude like i google their area i'm like have you been to this gym have you been to this gym like this place is sick like and like it's it's good to like help steer people in that direction it's not always it's not always the plan sometimes it's just shifting the environment mm. can shift yeah, the mindset exactly you know exactly but it's funny that um you know, so so as a you know, you got your own gym. Like, what's yep. what happens when you return to your gym with an Olympia qualification? Well, at first I walked in the door, and like my employees, my little sister, they had like a a big banner on the wall that said Mister Olympia and fucking stars everywhere and glitter everywhere. So that oh, was really no cool. way. Yeah, I walked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I walked in. I was surprised with that the other day, and like I, Jasmine's like bugging me. She's like, "Hurry up, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go." I'm like, "Fucking." Leave me alone. <laughs> like, we'll get there when we get there. I didn't we realize that. Every- <laughs> yeah, like everybody's yeah. like planning this like surprise welcome thing, and I'm just like taking my sweet ass time. But that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously everybody's excited. They've got a, a good group of young kids that are bodybuilding and doing shows, and like it was, you just feel them being completely inspired, and it's just it's so cool to see. You Absolutely. know. Yeah, that you you can bring that home to your environment. So, yeah, yeah, no, I I love seeing a, a gym owner qualify yeah. for the O. You oh, know, there was, was a like, sh- there was a shift. There was a shift in energy because I got a, I was like probably four kids that are doing like one of our local shows here in like eight weeks. So I've got like four kids that are between nineteen and like twenty five prepping for this show, and like I can just see the like this the walk like they're the swagger in them like they're like. Like I'm fucking winning this show, you know. Like they're they're fired up. They're telling me that they're fired up. They watch my whole prep series. Like they watch all the YouTube content. So it's cool to be able to like provide that and, and be there and be able to encourage these kids as they're you know starting this little journey. So it's fun, man. I fucking love it. I wanna I wanna ask you about um, the hardest part of the prep. You know, we touched on it earlier, but mm-hmm. um, you know, just digging really deep, like. How how many days do you think you did two hours of cardio? And how many days do you think you did that 100 grams of rice with no other carbs at all and that sort of stuff? It was about close, close to three weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I just really want people to understand, you know, like I think people get caught up on formulas that they read too much and, oh, well, you know, mathematically we should be able to do this many calories per pound and lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't understand that adaptive process like you run into like the evolutionary, um, you know, where you, your body doesn't want to lose more fat in case you get yeah. stuck in the forest. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like it starts to resist. And, and then that's when we have to do things that go off, off, off the GPS. And yeah. I think that that's something that a lot of people miss. And, and, and I think we all get have had resistance from clients like they're like, oh, that seems really low. You're like, do you have you ever had your glutes ripped? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? no shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a perfect example. Is like, you know, put yourself in the desert and starve, and your body's going to do different stuff to stay alive. You know, and sometimes sometimes we get in that place where it's like, I as much as I would like to eat and do less cardio, I'm not quite in shape. So what what do you, what do you do? Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But then there's also there's also that part that like Matt Matt was really good about pulling back when we needed to pull back. 
like, hey, today we're just going to do 35 minutes in the morning. I want you to add 100 grams of rice to each meal just today. And I was like, I just want you to fucking forget about bodybuilding, relax, feed up. And then like, then you can see a response from that as well, right? Because you can, it, it's really, it, there is a fine line where you, you need to push, you need to push, you need to push. But sometimes that pushing too far can be from a mental standpoint and like a stress standpoint cause reactions that aren't conducive to getting in shape. You know what I mean? Cortisol spiked, stress levels spiked, you know, and like sometimes just pulling back for a half a day where you just maybe, maybe even you just don't your, do your evening cardio. Like Matt, one day he was like, I just want you to ride the bike for 10 minutes after your training, no evening cardio, like get home as soon as possible and just please lay down for like the next five hours. And then I drop, I drop like two pounds the next day just from fucking getting out of my head for a second. But then guess what? I woke up two pounds down. He's like, now get on the bike for a fucking hour. We're starving again today. (laughs) That's a reward. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get that. You get that. People be like, man, I I have a, I have clients that are like, man, that last year, I'm really hoping I don't have to work that hard. Cause last year I got down all the way down to 2000 calories and um, uh, 90 minutes of cardio. I was like, dude, you're 185 pounds and chubby. Like I, I've been 230 and peeled and done two hours of cardio on 1700 calories. Like, you know, you don't understand what these guys are doing. When you see these guys like inside out peeled and they're 250 on stage, dude, you're yeah. fine. Well, it could be a yeah. lot easier too to, to then say, uh, well, I need a new coach because this coach yeah. made me eat. 1500 calories and you shouldn't have to do that during a prep and listen maybe next prep i won't have to do that there you go right you know but this one i did i I feel like those preps where you have to do less are actually a little more nerve-wracking oh yeah (laughs) yeah because you're it gets in your head a little bit when like you're like i'm not dying and i'm three weeks out even though the pictures are great the weight is great but you're like, yeah. ah, I remember I had, uh, Chris did that one year where we did two high days in a row and then he sent me a third one and I read it and I was like, ah, so I told, I told my wife, I'm like, I think what I'm going to do instead of the burgers, I'm just going to do some ground beef. Like I was already changing it and I got a text. He goes, it just says, you need to trust me. And I'm like, how did you know? Like yeah. he knew yeah. I was freaking out a little bit yeah. because, but if he'd have told me to eat, you know. Wa- just drink water for the day. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Perfect. But, yeah, okay, too good. much is scary. I think I think that's exactly what I needed. It was just water today. I need to do a water fast. <laughs> water fast. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, 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 I know what you mean. It's like it's like you're you feel like you're like this doesn't suck, and I don't like that. Yeah. Like I, I feel uncomfortable. This should suck right now. Yeah. Do you think um, if you were uncoached? And you were doing everything. Do you think you'd overdo things? Do you think you'd you'd oh, yeah. you'd, you'd kind of come in too light and you'd come in yeah. like over dieted and yeah. So you've Absolutely. got that you've got that mentality. Oh man, and, well I mean I know like Matt was showing me pictures in the hotel. Like now I'm looking at him. He's showing me pictures in the hotel as we're fucking peaking, and I'm like I'm like I'm fucking I'm fat. And then I'm looking at him now. I'm like oh I was peeled like. <laughs> you, know, you just don't get it like it's so hard to be objective and like look at these things for what they are i'm like oh man like yeah it's but then you have those guys that are the exact opposite and i don't understand those guys yeah those guys that are two right. weeks out that are clearly aren't in shape that are like man my coach wants me to do more it's like man i'm there like oh my god i'm so glad i don't have that problem hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
those delusional think, guys that and then there's those delusional guys that like will get 10th place at a show i'm like man i got fucked i'm like dude you were outsized and out of shape how do you not see that yeah it's, it is frightening because sometimes they won't see it right in front of them i was yeah. prepping three guys for a show one time and i one was behind and and thought he wasn't so i was like i'm gonna have them posed together there you go i was like this will help yeah, and then he he literally they post he posted up a rear double bicep picture where two of them are sliced and there's him, and he literally put in the caption, "Look how peeled we are," and I'm like, <laughs> "It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. his confidence. Oh, God. oh no, yeah. it, it backfired. He thought he looked better. Like, I was like, I thought for sure, can. you know, putting a two peeled guys on either side of him would be." No. Yeah, some people. Mm -hmm. I don't okay. know, man. I mean, I guess in the same respect, when, when I when we look in the mirror, like I know you guys get it. You look in the mirror, you're like, ah, I look like shit. I guess that's that's a delusion in itself. So I guess it can be flipped where you look in the mirror and think you look fucking awesome when you look like shit. So you don't yeah. notice till I think it's gonna be funny for you, Justin, when you're done, because mm -hmm. it's even wilder. Like wait, like down the line, I don't know why, but I was like. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures from like way back in the day and they were just uh, mutants like doing like shirts. We were taking pictures. And I yeah. literally looked at one of the pictures. I'm like, I don't ever remember being that big. Hmm. Like it was yeah. just blew my mind because I think you're, you're spending your whole time, you know, especially someone like me where it's like, you know, you're a long ways back from the top. So you're like, you're only thinking about how much better these guys are. So you don't even see yourself at all. It's like, somebody yeah. goes, you're huge. You're like, I ah, see Kai Green. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's kind of a shame, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, I was just I was just talking with Roman because Roman obviously won the show. Big yes. shout out to Roman, super stoked. Absolutely. for him. Yeah, stoked. But uh, he was like, he asked me, he's like, did it set in yet? I was like, nah. I said, I don't think it's gonna set in until like we're on the Olympia stage. And he says, I don't think it's gonna set in until we look back in 15 years. Hmm. I agree. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's probably more accurate. Right, right now it's like i'm i just came home and and it's like all right right back to work so i haven't really processed things yeah and uh i'm just kind of waiting for that day that i'm like wait i'm like i'm going to the olympia like i know it i know it but it just doesn't just doesn't feel real you know yeah you're how does it feel to well i guess you probably haven't processed any of this yet but you know you're you're one of the the new wave of yeah. Like you're, you're, you're the next gen guy coming in. Like there's, there's a bunch of you, you know, you're, you're yeah. new to the Arnold and the O and you're showed up the last few years and there's a, there's a bunch of you guys and it's exciting. And, uh, um, you, you know, you, you, I mean, you bring obviously like cr a crazy physique that's got a unique look to it as well. So when, yeah. when you look at your structure, which is bizarre, <clears throat> like off the charts, how do you feel when you insert yourself visually into the Olympia lineup? Just thinking of your shape and structure with your, you know, physique up yeah. there. Well, this year I'm realistic. You know, I, I would love to be top 10 this year, but I think in the next two years, I think I'm going to be in the top five and I think I'm going to be pushing these top guys. That's my plan. Agreed. You know, honestly, Matt sent me a message. I mean, people, some people might not know that, you know, I did my first show in 2019 and, you know, I'd never taken drugs before that, nothing. So like these guys that I just beat on stage were at the Olympia before I even did yeah. my first show. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like I'm, I'm very new to this 
And, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't had a year yet that I didn't put on like 10 pounds of muscle. You know, last year was, I put on 10 pounds between nationals and, and this year and I'm, you know, next year I, I'm, I want to repeat that, you know? So I think, um, Matt sent me this message. He, it was an audio message after the show. And he was like, Hey, I just want you to know that like you displayed this weekend that you have, you know, a tremendous talent for this. He's like, but I need you to f- shift your mindset from being a, uh, a guy in his rookie season, trying to win his pro debut. He says, now you're trying to be the very best in the world. Hmm. Like, so find that in your head and, uh, let's get back to work. And it was really short. Like Matt has, Matt has a way of just like delivering these short messages that'll just make the hair stand up on your arm. And then you're like, all right, let's fucking work. Right. You know, that sort of sounds like, you know, between any coach and athlete, that sort of sounds like historically is the key factor is a, a level of communication that sort of rises above, you know, that coach might have, you know, 20 athletes or 50 athletes or whatever, yeah. but there's like a certain number of people that the, the Lego pieces just fit together perfectly yeah. when it comes to the communication. For sure. And, it also kind of explains how all the great coaches also have like a guy that didn't work. Right. Like, you know how there's that, like that one great athlete and that one coach that has like a bunch of Olympias and they try to work together and it's just, it doesn't work. Yeah. 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 Yep. And, and it's just a communication styles on like a real nuanced level. Like if you mm-hmm. guys lock together like that, the, the, you know, the mindset and, and, and all the positive energy and the, yeah. you know, the, it's just, I think that's where like the magic is, you know? Oh, that's it is. It you, is. Matt, you Matt is so much track. more than a guy with a good plan. Like that's, that's not coaching. Like coaching is being able to connect with the individual and the way Matt is able to connect with not just me, but all his athletes, the way he's able to kind of infiltrate their mind and condition them to be fucking winners. I think that's what separates Matt as a coach more than anything. Obviously the guy is brilliant. I've never had a question that I shot at Matt that like he, I mean, he may not always, he's never afraid to like tell me that, you know, he's not, you know, the most knowledgeable on something. But what I'm saying is like, that guy can always help me with a solution. He can always steer me in the right direction. Like the guy is, uh, obviously he's not where he's at from, you know, this coaching business without, uh, you know, being incredibly smart, but he's just, just so valuable to have in my corner and fuck, man, I can't even express with words how much I value that guy. Yeah. Do you, do you have a training partner? I know you Mm-mm. train with jazz sometimes. Yeah. I'll train with Jasmine sometimes, but yeah, I, uh, I don't have a training partner. My yeah. most, my most recent training partner is, uh, oh, his girlfriend is a fucking nightmare and she can't. <laughs> She caused so many issues in my gym that I had to remove her. Oh God. I had to permanently remove this girl. And that was my training partner's girlfriend. So he went with her. (laughs) 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 It sucked, but it was, it was one of those things that like had to happen. I was losing members because this girl, she was causing issues with my staff, causing personal issues, like uh, between my wife and myself, like just one of those situations, like you are the most toxic human being I know. And I, I told my, my friend, Nick, my training partner, I was like, I'm sorry, but I have to do this. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I trained that, I trained that whole prep by myself, but listen, I think, um, fuck it was, I think it was you, Ron, that said it. You were like anything short of an absolutely amazing training partner 
is is no better than no training partner at all, right? So <laughs> yes, when I was when this guy was my training partner, I love Nick, and he is a good training partner. He has the ability to be a great training partner, but he was dealing with so much bullshit from his girlfriend that it 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 wore me down in our sessions. I'm yeah, starting this prep, right. and I'm like dealing with him and his fucking girlfriend, and she's storming yeah. out of the gym because they're fighting, and we're training. He's going and chasing her down. I'm oh, giving him God. a ride home. I'm giving a ride home after our workout because they got in a fight and it's just like, dude, oh, wow, it's a you lot. Know, it's like that type of stuff. So like eliminating that, honestly, coming in my prep was better for me. Yeah, and training by myself. Oh Jesus, yes, yeah, absolutely, man. I love the Plus, guy, and I, I don't. I don't know if Nick. I don't know if you're watching, dude, but I, I love you, man. Obviously, he's he knows he's a, a, a close friend of mine, and he he, well, he is a great training partner. It's just. The, the girlfriend thing is just too much. And I think you guys all know we've all been there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I see it, too. I own a gym, so I see it. You know what I mean? And I, I, yeah. I know I know which couples are fighting. And then the, <laughs> and then the one yeah. you feel and then the it, one right? person has to put their membership on hold for a few months to go train at the you – know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. we're not doing cardio you together that, anymore. You feel that energy in the air, man, and it's just not a good thing. Not, it's not conducive for, like, a community environment in the gym. Like, yeah. you guys take, you, take your bullshit elsewhere. But you have an outstanding situation where your wife is mm-hmm. an, a perfectly trained spotter. Yes. Yeah. So how how often does she spot you? Like, is she in the gym every time you're training? Like, what's yeah? What's we, that? we train we train at the same time. We don't always train together. Sometimes we will, but she's just doing something different than me. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that when it's top set time, I call her over. She spots me. She calls me over. I spot her, and then we go our separate ways. It's beautiful. Oh, that's just the perfect yeah. situation. It is. It really, it really is perfect. Because honestly, you guys know how it is. Sometimes you have a training partner and like you're like, hey, I just kind of want to train and not really talk. I just want to. That's my whole life. Like, yeah. And I just, need you to spot, <laughs> I just need you to spot me. I'll spot you. We'll cheer each other on. But um, I don't want to want to hear about your day. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, called I the got, last I gotta, eight weeks. I got to teach, you a, I gotta teach yeah. you a gem, Justin, in case you ever get another partner. Because right. I, I did this on accident when I was a kid. And when it came out of my mouth, it was flawless. So I was like, oh, that's permanent. And uh, I had a buddy that came in. We were, he was a great training partner. And he's going on and on about this stuff. We're about to start. And I literally put my hand on his shoulder. I said, listen, man, we're friends. I absolutely care about your life. I just don't care about it right fucking now. So <laughs> you can either shut up, stay here. And train with me or leave. He literally said, yeah. give me five minutes, walked away, came back. He said, I'm sorry. And I never heard anything like that ever again. He was like, Dude. in the gym for me, it's like when I walk in the front door, it's over. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not the time. I mean, I, I do not. And it's the same for me. I mean, when I own my businesses and so many things, I walk in the gym, that shit stays in the car. Yeah. Like, yeah. you got yeah. two hours. If you Definitely. can't just zero yeah. it in for two hours, you're in my way. Well, that's one of the most valuable things of us escaping to the gym, right? Like, I don't have to, I'm not here to think about any of that shit. Mm-mm. And I'm certainly not here to think about any of your shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got enough of your uh, own but, shit I mean, to not think about. Yeah, I, you know, but I'm also like, like, I also like to banter and talk and have fun. Like, I'm not saying we can't enjoy ourselves, enjoy some conversation and fuck around. But I just like, you know, there's, there is etiquette yeah. with yeah. what we discuss. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. like let's talk, let's talk about. I don't even fuck. We can talk about TV shows. You know what I mean? We can talk about the things that we enjoy. We can talk about you know, f- yeah. food, whatever. But like, 
But I don't, yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to talk about your problems or your girlfriend or work stress. And we're here to avoid all that. You know, pour, pour that shit into your set. You know what I'd yeah. like to see? I would like to be in Justin's gym when all the young guys are training so that I could see the influence of his very specific training style, the I'm influence tired. he has had on yeah. that. Yeah, the, the younger Full of crew. Shire reps. Yes. It, it, yes. It, yeah, it's, it, it's pretty funny because, like, I always see I see somebody come in and then I'll watch like the shift of their training styles. Yeah. And then like, and then I'm like, look, they're all they're pulling off the floor every Monday. Like, I got a whole group of kids that are like deadlifting every Monday. You know, it's it's pretty cool. Some people misinterpret it. I think we've talked about that before. We're like, they're going way too light and just trying to do these like really slow negatives. I'm like, you guys are completely missing uh, what I'm doing here, but. But hey, keep watching yeah. and keep learning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. problem though is the way that you execute. Um, one of my old training partners explained to me that people who are more advanced are connecting with the muscle better in general, anyways. Yeah. So you're not just going slow, like because that's get lost. And I know Mike Mike yeah. talks about that a ton. Like if you're just going slow, but you're not using the muscle you're trying to work with, that doesn't matter. You know, and yeah. that's what people miss. It's like, it's controlled, but it's brutal on the target yeah. muscle, you know? Yeah, but I do think it's funny that they, that they miss on the light part because I'm like, what part is light on 450, 500 pound RDLs? <laughs> Just yeah. because they're quiet doesn't mean they're light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, it, and honestly, I think what people, people misinterpret my training a little bit, like, I see a lot of people tagging me in their training and it's like these really, really slow negatives. I'm like, I don't even do that. Like I'll do a controlled negative, but I think what they don't see is it's like a, it's really the control of the end ranges, right? It's like getting it in that, that pause in the, in the fully stretch mm-hmm. and then nailing a hard contraction. And then, you know, seeing everything in between being so fluid that it maybe appears slower than it is. So then mm. you got guys that are just like squeezing and then going, yeah, um, on their biceps i'm like guys this is you're totally missing it yeah 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 there's more nuance but i i will say that i will say that there has been a shift in like the training culture over the past i'd say two years that i think is is beneficial and can help like overall physique development in the future yeah i really probably less people get hurt well, I think, yeah, of course, there's there's like mitigating injury, but I think more than anything, there's just been an emphasis placed on proper execution yes. and control. And I think there was that era. It's like the, the Ronnie and branch. and branch era that, you know, fuck, man, I think that caused a lot of injury yeah. <laughs> in the gym. And I think it also maybe it uh, there's just like a. a overall regression of physiques during that time because people don't understand that that is never going to work for you ever yeah yeah that's the magic is what works for you (laughs) yeah and and the funny thing is is for me it's kind of full circle because if you go back and watch dorian do pull downs on blood and guts yes (sighs) spending Mm -hmm. time in the end range Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that's exactly it and and it's not it's it's this it's what you're doing and yeah. you watch him do his barbell rows and it's and it's it's very simple just <clears throat> lat drive boom yeah. hitting mm-hmm. his belt boom you know yeah. and uh the control mm-hmm. on everything and i'm like 
this is where this is where we used to be at one point. It's where you yeah. know what I mean. And then it regressed so, out of that. And listen, it's not to say that like a lot of guys can't get some stimulus from this, and a lot of, it doesn't work for a lot of people. But you're talking about like the most genetically elite individuals in the entire world that can basically do anything and grow. Yeah, and it's a durability so it's just, issue. People need to understand. It, oh, it is a durability issue for sure. Absolutely. You know, I was talking with Keon, who who trained with Martin and trained with Branch, and he just sent me an audio message, I guess, probably a year ago. He's like, I just can't do this anymore, bro. He's like, I just can't do it. He's like, I love training with these guys, and it's training hard, and I enjoy it. He's like, but I'm, he's like, my elbows always hurt, my knees always hurt. And I was like, listen, dude, you can do anything and grow. Like, you you don't need to be fucking, you're, you are so advanced like you, you nobody has keon's genetics very few people no. have keon's genetics. You right. know. just go let charles glass just ride the cable on the pull down and get a huge back <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like you do, not, you do not need to be going berserk and then yeah, getting hurt in the gym like you don't need to be that guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man so i also wanted to ask you um about farming how's yes, the sir. farming going it's going good that's going really good. You know? Yeah. You haven't I had uh, any papers sent to you from the, you haven't had any, uh, any mail sent to you from the federal government or anything like that. They leave you alone out there. <laughs> yeah. They leave me alone. Yeah. I, luckily I have a license, so I'm doing this legally, but yeah, I think <laughs> things are going super good. You know what? I, I remember I, it's funny you mentioned farming cause I know you grew up on a farm and you've farmed and your dad's a farmer. You come from a farming family. And I remember you talking about this. I don't know if we talked about this before, but on a podcast, you said something about rock duty, going out there and picking up rocks. Yes. Because when we till our field, there's rocks in the field and it fucks up our implements. It fucks up my tiller, fucks up everything. Like my, if I'm out there and I'm brush hogging my field, I need the rocks cleared. So like, I, it's, it's so funny that like I've, I had, I have rock duty. I have my guys go out and clear my field of all the rocks. So you just got guys out there picking up big rocks all day so I can mow my field. Putting them in like the back of a wagon or something. Yep, like, and then I got doing? an area on on the back forty that I go and I dump all my rocks. So I have like a, I have a pond, and then I have a creek that runs through my property. So on the outside of that creek, we just line it with with all the rocks in the field. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty close to the river, so we've got like some like some riverbed, like a lot of rock that fucking just comes out of no every year. Every year yeah. you till your fields, you're like it's always fucking, coming yeah. up. I'm waiting for the up. year that I don't till my field and have just thousands of rocks coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember taking my, my Walkman, you know, mm-hmm. cassette Walkman with my headphones and I had like Metallica, <laughs> like all the Metallica albums dubbed onto cassettes yeah. and I would like just drive the tractor and listen to Metallica mm-hmm. and load rocks, load rocks <laughs> all weekend. Yeah. Up and down, yeah. up and down, get like, you know, do as it's many awesome. acres as you can. How many acres do you have? So I have 16 acres, like 16.5. So how, how much How much is devoted to like the crop? So I have a full acre of canopy. What I'm allotted is 40,000 square foot of, of canopy. So I have about 35,000 square foot outside, so just under an acre. And then I have my three greenhouses, and then I have uh, like an indoor room inside my building. So I have to kind of evenly structure it to, make it work. to fit yeah. within that 40,000 square feet. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, yeah, what, it's about, a full what about security? Like, how did, is there security concerns with those crops? Like, I, I know you're in Oregon. Yeah, but- I mean, so there's like, there's times of the year where I have to do like a, an overnight staffing. So it's, huh. 
I, I have, you know, I have eight foot fence with barbed wire around my entire property. I fuck, I think I have like 72 cameras total at like every corner of my, of my field and like alarms and like all my greenhouses are set up on alarm. So if they open, they fucking scream. And like, you know, if anybody opens any of my gates at night, I've got fucking sirens that are howling, you know? Um, but oh, wow. Okay. Come, come time when, yeah, like a big sniper tower. Sp- Big love <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, need, I need a fucking sniper tower. Oh, yeah, so yeah. someone if if someone comes in the, on your property, like lights will come on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, for sure. And you know, I'm honestly so where I'm at. It's super cool. So the city is here, and my road is right here, and that's the first road that's in the county. So like, I'm right. I'm so close to the city, and the grant the the city police will actually come out and respond if if uh, my alarm goes off. That's so like cool. I, my alarm goes off and they're calling me and I can have somebody there like really quick. It's pretty cool. So I'm not like way out in the fucking boonies where like you're in no man's land. You're totally fucked. Like I'm actually in a good place where I have, you know, the police at my back and, and I'm also like five minutes away. So my alarm goes off. I check my cameras. I can blaze in my BMW be there in like three minutes. Have you ever had anything like where, where something oh, yeah. seems suspicious, something goes off and you've had to, you have, you've had to race over there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is one of those things like, you know, if that alarm goes off at 2 a.m. and for some reason my cameras aren't working. Yeah. I'm, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just ha- I have to go there, you know. So where, where you're like, at. Yeah. Where, where you're at, the odds of like the cartel coming to steal your crop or not, they're pretty minimal. <laughs> so where I'm at, the cartel is growing. Like we have so much. So like uh, it, it, they're really cracking down right now but the last few years have been pretty wild the cartels been coming through not just buying land but like forcing people out of their land like doing these crazy leases and then fucking the landlords over and like it's been been a big deal wow but they'll have like you get a hemp endorsement right so a hemp endorsement doesn't have that allotted canopy size you can grow as much fucking hemp as you want so there's a cartel out here with 150 acres where it is 150 acres of nothing but weed Wow. And it's supposed, it's supposed to be hemp, but people are growing, they're growing THC and they're just blowing it out. But there's so been a lot. There's if nobody great, comes to check, you mean? Like no yep, one's going to yep. come and check their weed. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So wow. they, they like, they have a, and the, you know, the funding that they have for coming and testing this shit is so minimal. So like just people are blowing out 150 acres of THC and getting away with it. Hmm. But this year they've been like, it's kind of wild because there's certain certain like country roads where you drive down where it used to be like fucking pot field, pot field, pot field, pot field, pot field, pot field, just endless as far as the eye can see. And a lot of that shit's just wiped out because now there's rules like if you get busted, um, I forget the, the name of the law, but if somebody gets busted growing THC, they can seize the property. Hmm. So a lot hmm. of these landlords are pulling out and, you know, the the enforcement, they put poured some money into enforcement and they're cracking down these guys it's pretty cool it's it's good to see because that shit it's the it's the illegal market but it makes its way into my legal market you know people yeah. find ways to get that into the system then it's just dropping the prices and it's yeah it got it got pretty bad the last few years hmm. do you think the government in your state has done a, like a good job handling all this like the legalization uh, you know, and the sales and the regulation and all that Yes and no. I mean, it's it's tough. They did put a moratorium on licenses, so now like you you like nobody can come here and grow. Like you can't mm-hmm. just come here and grow. They did have a a rule in effect that you had to have sit like um you had to live here. You had to be uh, 
a citizen of Oregon for X amount of years or something. So you couldn't just have people from California, Colorado, Arizona showing up and growing. But then they got rid of that, which I think they should have kept that. Because it's such a, it's a small state, and we don't have we don't have interstate commerce, so I can't take my flour and go into California or go into Vegas and sell my weed. I have to sell mm. it in Oregon. Right. And there's so many, yeah. There's so many people doing it in Oregon. Luckily, I have my own dispensary, so a lot of my product just goes right to my own store, and uh, I'm vertically integrated, so it's a lot easier on me. But if I wasn't, it, it would have probably been pretty hard the last few years. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. How did you even get into all that? Let's start on the streets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they used to BMX. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So going to the skate park every day, my brother was the guy. My brother was the weed guy. He just yeah. always had weed. He was the guy selling fucking dime bags out of his pickup at the skate park when he was, you know, 18 years old. So. Oh, boy. And so he's an entrepreneur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A true entrepreneur. <laughs> the roots. So from there, we convinced my parents to let us grow weed in our backyard. And you can do. You could get a medical card and you could grow six plants. Yeah. So yeah. my mom got a medical card. My dad got a medical card. We grew 12 plants in the backyard. And then we made no money. We rotted the plants and it was a disaster and it rained <laughs> and all the plants broke because we didn't know what we were doing. And then the next year we did 24, we made a little bit of money. And the next year we did 24 again. We kind of honed it in and made a little bit of money. But then we had a really early winter. I mean, you know, Ron, it's like, oh, it, fr- it froze the first week of October. I lost my whole crop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. Like you, you can't predict this shit. And if you don't know, you don't know. So I remember one year where we were like cranking. I was like, this is it. And then we got that early October freeze. And then I'm going out and all my buds are mush. It's like oh, everything molded. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I, and then you lose everything. And then you got to restart again. It's like I explained to people, it's like bodybuilding where like, you know, you go into the gym for, for the first five years and don't do anything right. Yeah. It's no, it's no different. It took me ten years before I was like, "Oh, I know how to grow weed now." Okay, <laughs> you know, right. it took me ten years for sure. Yeah, but, but now I have, you know, I went from like that six, twelve, eight, twenty-four plants in my parents' backyard. Right now, I have over eight thousand plants in my field. Holy crap! Yeah, I, I think I think I put something on my story. If you like, pulled up on Instagram, I think I walked through my field a little bit yesterday. I'll find it. Oh, I'll find it. I'll nice. throw it up here too. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, man. And, and the funny thing is, is because when you think about the idea, like, because for a while here before it was legal in, in Michigan for recreational purposes, people would say, yeah, I get the medical card and you're allowed to grow this many plants. And it's it yeah. almost sounds on the surface like this real simple get rich quick scheme, oh, you know, bef- before yeah. you put the thought into everything you've just said. Well, it's it's just like everybody who's like, uh, oh, man, if I just if I took steroids, I could be a bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same shit. And it's business, man. Like the amount of fucking investment and overhead I have at my farm. Like, you guys have no fucking idea. I mean, Ron knows that tractor that I have that I till my fields every year. That cost me 40 grand. Wow. Just my yeah. tractor, just to rototill my fucking field, yeah. you know, yeah. and then the spray, the spray implement that I use, like that I tow behind my Ranger that I paid 12 grand for my Ranger, then another seven grand for the spray implement. And then every year it costs me like fucking four grand a month just in the material to spray my plants. So wow. like at the end yeah. of the year, I'm like, I, it cost me fucking a half a million dollars to do this. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to make a million dollars a year, you better be prepared to spend a half a million dollars to do it. Yeah. Right. You know <clears> what I mean? You know, that's and that's wild. the problem. People, people don't have, you know, when you have that money, it's hard to want to spend it on anything mm. other than yourself. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, know, you have all this money. You're like, I could fucking, I could go buy a house, like buy a car, buy a brand new fucking motorcycle. Fuck what I got. Like, no, actually, I need a new sprayer. And my rototiller just took a shit. And if we want to grow more weed, I'm going to need another building to dry it in. So we got to build another building back here. And if I want another building back here, I actually have to get a new power service. And that's 20 grand. And then we have to have it wired. That's another 15 grand. And then with, we want to do an indoor room. Let's do a 20 light room. Well, each light's 1500 bucks. So there's 30 grand right there. And you're like, okay, it's this small expansion right there just turned into fucking a quarter million dollars. You know? Yep. Right. <laughs> like when people see where I'm at, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I uh, I opened my dispensary in 2018. For the first two years, I took $2,000 a month. That first year, my dispensary did $1.5 million gross. And I I took home $24,000 for two years. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I had gigantic tax bills. I had fucking, you know, I had expansions that I wanted to do. We were investing that money into my farm because I bought my farm after yeah. my, right. my dispensary. You know, it's like, dude, two grand a month is like, that's tough to live on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank on. you. <laughs> you know? So, but that's what we had to do. You know, my brother and I, we looked at the money and it's like, okay, if we both take two grand a month, that's four grand and it leaves X amount, we can do this. We can put this much down on the property. Then our mortgage is going to be this much. And then if we want to build this building, so we need a building, the building's going to be 150,000. We take this, you know, so it's like somebody asked me the other day, it's like, what's your advice for somebody starting a business? And I was just like spending, don't yep. spend your money because it's not yours. Hmm. If you want a successful business, you need to reinvest in yourself. And guess what? When you do spend that money on your business, that's called a fucking tax write off. Yeah. 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 You know, so spend it in the right places, grow your business, wait five to 10 years, and then you'll have money. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's the biggest problem. Everybody wants to spend the money as soon as it's there. And they're uh, robbing Mother Goose the whole time. Uh, well, it can be pretty tempting. You know? <clears throat> sure. Well, the number gets high enough. You're like, ah, what's 100K? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I feel <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. But I don't, if, if you have the right mindset, it's just like bodybuilding where you're like, I want to keep building this. I want to see it grow. I want progression. Like if you can find, if you can wire yourself like that, you don't want to spend the money on anything but your business. Mm-hmm. When you see that money there, you just think about ways that you could expand. And it's like, it's fun. It's a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that uh, I've spoken about a few times was that bodybuilding to me kind of reminds like I, I, I'm wondering if I like body if I like bodybuilding because it was sort of s- seasonal like like, you know, you'd have these rotations of your work intensity. Yeah. And yeah. I'm wondering if I got that from kind of that's how I grew up watching my dad like, you know, the summers mm-hmm. he didn't. He had time mm. for summer vacation. We could take a month long trip in the motorhome and go camping and but come home here. for a month. And, you know, yeah. and, and we used to do that three, four week summer vacations in the motorhome. We drive all over Western Canada. I'd have my bike on the back of the motorhome. What a blast. My dad could do that because, yeah. you know, farmers have those seasonal breaks. And, exactly. and, I, and I sort of feel like bodybuilding was, you know, obviously like that. And I'm just wondering if you see the connection between farming and bodybuilding. Oh, I absolutely do. Well, I mean, this is a perfect example, right? So I just took I, three weeks out. I told my brother, he's my business partner. I was like, hey, I'm done. I'm checking off. I'm, I'm, I won't be at the farm. I need you to handle things. And that's the beauty of having a good business partner. I wasn't quite three weeks out. I think I was like, uh, like 18 days out. But I was like, this is it. It's my threshold. Don't expect me to be there. I'm 
checking off. But it was that window where it's like you get to the crop where it's like set it and forget it. We're fine. We're mm-hmm. planted. Mm-hmm. We're planted. Everything's caged and trellised. Everything's on autopilot. I've got a watering system that you just push a button and it waters my field. And for the next two weeks, all we got to do is push that button and watch it grow. Hmm. So it's like this perfect little window where I got to just check out. And those are those little those little gaps in time. But then come harvest time, I'm, I may have worked, you know, 20 hours total this month and I'll work, I'll work, you know, 15 hours every single day for a month straight yeah. when we're harvesting. Right. Yeah, not to mention at 2 a.m. on any given day, you might be driving out there like a bat out of hell, you know, yeah, when the alarm goes off. Happens. Like that doesn't not happen ever. Yeah. You know, you know, you, you know, you fucking when you are working for yourself and you're running your own business, it never turns off. So yeah, I, don't, I don't ever get to like as much as I said, you know, that last two weeks of my prep, I just like disconnected. You're still fucking man. When I was in Chicago, we went from Chicago to Toronto in those last few days in Toronto. I was like, I have to get home. Like I, I just like have to be there. I have to go to my farm. I have to check into my businesses. Like it's been too long. I gotta go. <laughs> you know. Do you? Do you? Uh, how do you feel about big cities? Like when you're, it, 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 I mean, you you live in a unique place. You've got a unique yeah. situation. Are you? You know, would you ever live in a big city? After well, listen, the way dude, you've lived. I think right here where I'm at, it's so small and like. I think I showed you the property where I'm building my house right now yeah. and it's so secluded and the fucking mountain views and it's quiet. You can't hear a damn thing. There's zero light pollution when you're up there at dark, like the stars are the brightest you've ever seen them ever. Mm-hmm. But I, when I leave and I get to go out with my wife and like, we love food, you know? So I love to go and have fucking have all these restaurants to go to. And, you know, even like a cool coffee shop or a cool ice cream shop something like that you know what i mean like those are the little things that i'm missing here but i think i get enough of that when i travel with bodybuilding that every time i come home i value this place just a little bit more Mm, yeah you know yeah the the slow pace of it and it has everything that i need i have my gym i have my family my you know my 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 whole family's here and uh my businesses are here my obviously I'm, i'm building my house we've got investments here like i'm i'm here and i love it but uh, yeah, sometimes I wish I had a little more. But then you get you you travel these big cities and you scratch that itch, and then at the end of the week you're like, I'm good. How how far are you away from like like driving distance from a place if you wanted to go somewhere for like a cool dinner so, or a couple of days? Well, there's there's a town that's about 45 minutes outside of where I'm at that has fucking awesome food, awesome restaurants, culture, lifestyle. It's, it's pretty cool. It's still a smaller mm-hmm. place, but like if I was talking about a big city, Portland is about three and a half hours away from me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if I want, if I want, and we do this pretty often, you know, where we'll just go spend the weekend in Portland, and and you know, there's it, it, in Portland, there's always good shows, good fucking concerts, amazing food. You know, it's it's a, it, Portland's a cool place. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I ask because that's where where I'm at. We kind of are the just outside of the, the little town that you're talking about that's 45 minutes away. Yeah. yeah. But even that, when you're used to a big city, isn't a ton. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, because you're coming from Scottsdale. Yeah, exactly. So the, there's yeah. more restaurants in one street than there is in the entire city here. You know? Insane. Every time I go to Arizona, <laughs> I'm just like, let's fucking eat. Yes, that's it's there to eat. I don't know how everyone isn't fat, but uh, but yeah, so we'll do that. We'll just do like I'll wake up in the morning and be like, hey, we're gonna go to dinner in Atlanta tonight. 
Yeah. We'll just get in the car, drive to Atlanta, stay in a hotel or grab an Airbnb for the night and then come home the next day. Yeah, that's well, awesome. Right, that's good. Got it out of my way. <laughs> easy, easy peasy. It's super easy to do. And honestly, I'll never I'll never regret having a very, very quiet, secluded hilltop home. I'll never Ooh. Oh, no kidding. I'll never, man. I'll never regret that sounds that. like the dream to me. <laughs> unless unless your house is surrounded by a pack of rabid wolves. And well then I, see, I didn't think about that. So now <laughs> now <laughs> you just ruined his entire dream. <laughs> Maybe that'll be like like my next business venture, it'll be like uh, wolf protection. There you go. Yes. You don't need the alarms anymore. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. So I wouldn't, uh, mind, I wouldn't mind having maybe like a Sorry, I know there's a bit of a glitch, but oh, no, I, no. Is I, I wouldn't mind maybe having having a place somewhere that I could, you know, that's maybe a little more in touch with bodybuilding. You know, we talked about like maybe getting like an Airbnb in Vegas or something like that, that maybe we could spend a few months of the year at. And that'd be cool. And uh, yeah, something like that. But, you know, that's obviously future endeavors. I think that's you might be idea. surprised how, how quickly that wears off. I went, I got to go to Arizona this week, but the last time I went, I was there for six days. And when, yes. I, when I was to the airport, I was like, take me home. Like, yeah. I don't know what happened, but like I slowed down. So the 4 million people was a lot all of a sudden. And yeah, really, I, I only go there now to go to Muscle Factory, which is the greatest gym. And that's, I literally, I'm like, oh, Mutant's going to have me go for a day. I'll stay for four to train. So yep. That's what we do. We just train and eat. I come back mm -hmm. heavier and fatter and it's perfect. Beautiful, <laughs> but but I can't get on that flight quick enough to get back. Is my point? Yeah, so, and see, yeah. Jasmine, Jasmine, and I, we don't do like we we're not partiers, we're not drinkers, we don't give a fuck about nightlife. I like to be home. At <clears throat> my my ideal nine p.m. on a Friday night is like <laughs> on my couch watching Netflix. Like right. that's that's what I want to be doing, you know. So I'm I'm more than content. And again, like I said, you scratch that itch when you travel. All of us are hopping on fucking planes multiple times a year, going everywhere. We get to experience anything we want. So absolutely. I had a, I had a few questions for you. I know we're going on a, a full hour of your time, but I wanted to fire a couple things at you. I think the Good. guys might have one or two. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a couple here, Justin. Sure. Um, I'm totally I'm totally good on time. I'm chilling. We're all good. So when you started training, I know you know I know that you're 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 one of the newer comers to bodybuilding. But who yeah. would you say when you started training, started bodybuilding, started down this road, who would you say was the most impactful pro? Well, you. I, I mean, off the gate, I have to say Dorian. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's not like a not like a current pro, but immediately yeah. I was really drawn to Dorian. I love Dorian's training. And we're talking about when I started like bodybuilding. Before yeah. I was bodybuilding, I would go into the gym and I would train like you know, I, I was riding like BMX at the time. So like, I was just like, I would do some bicep curls and crunches, try to have abs. So I wasn't like bodybuilding. I was just like work exercising. Mm -hmm. But once I actually like dove in and started bodybuilding, Dorian was my guy. Yep. Right. Was it the training videos? Yeah. Was it reading sure. the stuff? Just it was the training the videos, the training ideologies, the fucking blood and guts, and just his, just the, the, I mean, you know, there's something so captivating about about Dorian, like those old mm -hmm. fucking old black and white photos, like just any clip you'd see on on YouTube or Instagram was just like, fuck, that guy's the best. <laughs> you know, I, 
Yeah, yeah. I had a thought about how how well his character was sort of unintentionally marketed through the magazines. Yeah, Dude, like, like a like a fucking WWE character, you know? Yeah. And and the unfortunate thing is that it was kind of before the days where he could have monetized it at all. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. Like the magazines created this shadow. And he was just kind of minding his own business. He wasn't yeah. trying to be the shadow. Which <laughs> no, yeah. is genuinely who he was. He was just at home chilling, training, and not giving a shit about anyone yeah. else. It, uh, that everyone crazy. else was making all this money off the shadow. Yeah, you know? I know. There's no there's no Instagram account that his he's not getting credit for any of that shit. Yeah, there's, no, there's just, no shadow tease like the, the apparel that he could have dropped. Like he could have crushed it. Yeah, he would have crushed it. Oh man, I would have had everything. I would have had the, the the hoodie, the zip up. The oh, beard. dude, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Hat, all the fanny it. pack, the signature fanny pack. I would have had it all. <laughs> the shadow shaker cups, all of it. I'm literally running down the list of the clothing right now in the '90s and thinking of everything he could have sold. I'm like, is he yeah. really gonna have shadow scrunch socks? Yes, he is. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> shadow balloon pants and everything. Yeah. If uh, what what was the first Olympia you attended? That was last year, dude. Okay, no kidding. So, yeah. so yeah. if you could attend, if you could attend any Mister Olympia in history, Ooh, that you haven't attended, which one would you choose? And not the one that you win in a few years. We're talking. Yeah, ones not, we're not going forward. We're not going forward. <laughs> any yeah. any Olympia? Well. Uh, if I had to choose one, I might go with 09. Ah, the be- one of the best top sixes ever. Yeah. That was a I mean, special day. Yeah, that's a fucking, that's a good one. Can we, can we I, remember I'll, the top six? No, it's well, our show. We'll never remember all of them. It's no, Jay, I don't <laughs> it's Kai, it's Phil, it's Dexter. Dexter. And it's uh, uh, Roden. Was it Roden? Was he in there? No. Or was it who was the other guy? Victor, maybe? I was gonna say that Peter, picture. Peter Martinez, yeah. We got I'm doing my job right now. You're doing your job right now? <laughs> that yes. was a, an amazing Olympia. Yeah, that I that well that's that famous picture of them all stepping down for first call out, right? Or yeah, or last call out. I think it's last yeah. call out, the confirmation yeah. round. Like they're all stepping uh-huh. down. So Roden was one of them. Uh, but you got okay. it in the wrong order because it was uh Jay Branch Dexter Branch got second. Yeah, Branch got second. Yeah. Um, but where the hell are they? Jeez, now they're skipped out of order. I hate when I click a button and then it changes what yeah, I was looking yeah. at. So Branch, I had was, the, yeah, I, yeah, of course. Nineteen more rows. Give them to me. Give them to me. Yeah. Where are they? There, there are results. Boom. Uh, Phil got fifth. Victor got sixth. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So is Victor. Yeah. That show. How, how about this for how about this for depth? Dennis James got fourteenth. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just I had to look. I mean, Marcus Rule got fifteenth. Hmm. Oh, oh man, yeah. That, that you you made yeah. a great choice though because there's only there's only two shows, uh, two Olympias, Justin that I've been to mm-hmm. that like I can literally see where I was sitting when the show like when the moment happened you know and Uh and, and i was i was just to the like you're facing the stage just to the left of the stage in 09 
And that's the side that the athletes were walking out of. Yeah. And it was funny because Jay walked out about 10, 15 feet and just stopped and the show ended. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, like I mean, that, yeah. literally it was over. We, I mean, your, your mouth just dropped. You have yep. chills over your entire body and you're like, yeah. Oh shit. My, that my main happened. memory, my main memory <laughs> from 09 is that when they came out for their initial presentation, Branch Warren was the first guy out. And he was nuts. So Branch Warren came out and he looked incredible. Like it was all time best okay. Branch Warren, right? Yeah. And, yep. and, and then every other guy, nope, nope, yep. nope, nope. And you're like, holy shit. We're like Branch. 10 guys deep and Branch is killing everyone. <laughs> like I can't get it out of my head. 13 yeah. guys deep, 14 guys deep. Like they just keep coming out and you're like, nope, nope. And then Jay comes out and you're like, ah. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> never mind <laughs> here we go yeah yeah pretty that's wild. Was, exciting dude that's amazing there was there was yeah. that and then oh three was the other one though because that's when ronnie came out at like 286 yes yeah, yeah, yeah it was course. so funny because same thing they, they were bringing them all out and uh when ronnie came out he was so big the guy behind me started laughing yeah, yeah. you couldn't you literally i remember he walked out and like i was just silent and the crowd was kind of uneasy. It's like you didn't know what to do. Yeah, it was. It, it was so funny because then when they do the callouts, it it looked like he was doing his own thing. Like Jay yeah. was in second, but it was so far away in second, it wasn't even funny. You're like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> like, Posture. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I think the, it was still more exciting with Jay because. I remember being a fan and watching everyone like count him out. They're like, I got him in fourth. I got him in fifth. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, and then watch it, him come out in 09 and just fucking stomp that quad on the ground. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine yeah. how happy he was to catch that picture? The picture oh. that said his whole life. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, got it on my wall right That's so good. <laughs> Yeah. And now my, my favorite pictures from this last show are from a cell phone. <laughs> Never <laughs> Funny how it turns out that way. <laughs> yeah. They Never they know. I've got it on yeah. my wall. Sign. I've got a signed one on my wall. <laughs> yeah, that's epic. Yeah. That's epic. Yeah. Jay, re- Jay reached out to me the day after I won the show, and I was like, he's like, congratulations. Then he goes, I, uh, he goes, I never doubted you for a second. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that was that was almost that was almost the biggest accomplishment was like having Jay reach out and, and that's yeah, cool. second biggest was winning. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then of course my wife telling me I did a good job, but you know. yeah. Oh, is that all you got anyway. from good job? Good job, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been a little could have been a little harder, but you know, yeah. Yeah. I guess it was fine. Yeah. It was it was good enough. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I guess that worked out. Right with that yeah. tone, <laughs> got lucky again. <laughs> That's amazing. What, uh, what's so, uh, so what, what's what's the situation with Jazz? Is she your number one fan or is she your number one critic? Both. It's I, she's definitely not my number one fan. <laughs> she loves me, but I think she knows me too well. She just has too much inside scoop to be my number one fan. It's <laughs> amazing. Right. She's a. Uh, she, the thing is, she's uh, she's never gonna bullshit me. She's never gonna tell me I look good if I don't look good. Um, good thing is, I always look good. So, <laughs> <laughs> love it. That's the quote yeah. of the show, right there. It's exactly. done. <laughs> but she's just she's very very uh, 
even keel and salt like if having her at my shows means so much to me because she's just she never gets worked up she's always calm she's always helpful she's always supportive she's always honest but never too honest like sometimes (laughs) sometimes you can be too honest (laughs) you know right but yeah she yeah it's it's really a blessing and just to have somebody that totally understands loves and appreciates what i do and supports me man nothing like it we we often believe it or not get questions about you know relationship stuff oh yeah uh, my mind and and you know so yeah exactly so what advice would you give you know young and we're talking about you know serious bodybuilders that are you know yeah yeah you know they're 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 watching what you're doing and they're like man i think i can do that what advice would you give them in the relationship you know sort of genre as far as yeah about picking a partner and and i think that the number one mistake is people people get with people that you know well aren't right for them yeah definitely i think you obviously you need someone that supports you but i think a lot of people look at maybe jasmine myself they look at ian and melissa and they think okay so i just have to find a girl that loves bodybuilding and supports her husband in bodybuilding and that's what i'm looking for and then you're just trying to hand pick that Hmm. but it's not fucking like that when I met Jasmine, I wasn't a bodybuilder when she was doing powerlifting and then she was doing CrossFit for fucking three, four years. And then it evolved into what it is now. And because we've shared this journey, we share the passion. It's it, the compatibility was there. It wasn't something mm-hmm. that I didn't seek out compatibility for for my bodybuilding journey. I found somebody that I loved and cared about. And then we grew together and that compatibility continued to to mesh as we evolved as people, you know what I mean? And I think that anybody who's in a relationship with somebody that the relationship means enough to them, they're going to be able to find a way to make it work. So just don't go looking for something that on paper is, is practical. Right. right? I think, mm-hmm. I think, boxes. yeah, don't go checking boxes. Just, just, um, you know, keep yourself open and find somebody that you fucking love and care about and then build on that. You know, I think too many people are just trying to like, it's like the couple's goals thing. Like, yeah, you didn't, you wouldn't have said that, you know, seven, eight years ago when I was fucking broke and 180 pounds and my <laughs> wife was making more money than me and I wasn't a pro bodybuilder. And like, you know, I was working for my dad painting houses and and living in a fifth wheel trailer. Like that wasn't couple goals then. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's always my favorite comment anyways, because it's like goals. I'm like based on what on yeah. what i show you like our life could be a yeah, complete yeah. disaster as, yeah, you as no two idea. individuals behind, you have no idea behind <laughs> me my my sink is full of dishes you'd be disgusted <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but other than that you're flawless no i think exactly. that's a, that's great advice because i do truth we we yeah. deal with that i mean i'm sure you do too with your clients like i've had a few clients where they're in a situation and they're good enough that I say you got two choices, quit bodybuilding or get rid of him or her. Okay, there you go. So on the flip side of that, if you're in a relationship with somebody that doesn't support you, that is holding you back, and you know ultimately you cherish and value this bodybuilding journey, you know it's what you want to do, but your partner isn't on board, well, then you might tell you, need to tell your partner to get fucked. Yep. Okay? Yeah. Because honestly, compatibility matters and life styles need to mesh and it needs to work and there needs to be some 
cohesiveness between your guys' lifestyles. And if it doesn't mesh, it doesn't mesh and nip it in the bud. I've seen guys spend years and years and years in relationships that aren't working and that's toxic and they're pushing and butting heads and it's not good for either of them. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's been years in, in like, and then you, you know, you have these moments where like, yeah, well the, you know, the Saturday night was great. We had a good time. Yeah. But it's like, there's intermittent misery in between these like, highs and lows. Like, <laughs> intermittent misery. That's a, yeah. that's a t-shirt we're doing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to talk about contest prep, not marriage. But anyways. You know, yeah. you, you know what? My, my, my main thing, if I can insert a little gripe here. Yeah. Um, my main thing is, is drama. I, 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 it, it all comes down to drama. And when I see, like you spoke about, like, you know, we joked about the couples fighting at the gym and then she yeah. storms out and then he runs out and then he comes back in and then he, yeah. you know, like I what, can't what's fueling all that, imagine. Right? I, sorry. I said, what's fueling all that? That's always insecurities. Yes. <laughs> I, I just, I can't, I, I can't imagine letting that into my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Full time. time. (laughs) I couldn't imagine that. I tell guys, I'm like, and and my buddy, I'm like, you know, it doesn't have to be this hard. Hmm. Like you are constantly battling and working to try to make this thing work. It's not supposed to fucking be like that. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes, sometimes I think. Oh, their sex must be really twisted, and they just don't think they can find somebody else. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. They found the one person that's going to do the thing they like, and they're just like, yeah. "Oh my god, we'll find yeah, another exactly. one." I'll make. I'll work with the other shit. This, yeah. I still got this. That important. <laughs> maybe that's. Maybe that says more about me. Yeah, than it says about them. Hold your mind with her. She definitely gives good head. relationships should not be that hard and i think if you're struggling to just have compatibility in your day-to-day then fuck it off because it's not working nope yeah yeah i had a question i had a question uh, on another show someone said like how does your girlfriend handle you traveling for mutant and going oh, to yeah, expos and, and all that sort of stuff and and I'm just like, it never even occurred to me that she had to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't cross have, my have mind you, that she had yeah. to handle it. But have you ever you know? been on these trips where like your, the, your buddy is just like texting the whole time and getting phone calls and like, hold on, I got to call my, my girl. And then you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've, had, I've been there where I've like shown the call log. I'm like, look, it's the end of the day. My, she hasn't called me once. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Like that's how it should be. I'm gonna I'm gonna Facetime her later when we're back at the hotel. It's all good. I text her like twice today. Checked up on her. Whatever you know. Yeah. Like well, I don't just, think it's she, fair to they, compare Ron because Emily knows that he and I are in some empty hotel restaurant eating a steak. That's that's we're all. Sitting at a Marriott. <laughs> we're sitting at a Marriott restaurant. Yeah. Eating a meal by ourselves, we're probably the only guys in there at like eleven o'clock p.m. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've been, I've been really lucky. And, you know, dude, Jasmine has her own shit going on. She's running the gym. She's got her training. She's also in prep right now for nationals. She's going to do nationals here in eighteen weeks. Nice. So just, she just has her own shit going on. And when I've got my own shit going on, it, it doesn't interfere with her shit. So she still continues doing what she has to do while I do what I have to do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
And as long yeah. as your girlfriend isn't a jealous, insecure asshole, it's going to work out. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very helpful advice from Justin Shire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut uh, to the chase. <laughs> how many, how many, see where, where else, like this is the thing about, this is the thing about our show. Yeah. Where else can they go and get this type of advice? In-depth advice. Yeah. In-depth relationship yeah. advice from an Olympia qualified bodybuilder. Yeah. Who who better to give it than me, right? Yeah. I mean, just imagine the layers of experience you have as an Olympia qualified bodybuilder. Yeah, first go is pro debut. Yeah. I know I'm, I know I'm doing. Yeah. So how many shows how many shows now? You've got four total shows? Yeah, four total shows, yeah. Qualified from that's Do wild. you know what the record is? You should no. look. What the minimum the number of shows anyone's ever qualified for the O is? You got to be oh. right there because yeah, because I Phil Phil did uh, 19, amateur 20, show. 21, yeah, you, you you probably are winning because think about it. Phil won the Colorado, then yeah. he won Junior Nationals, then he won the USA's, and then he did two shows, which I mm. guess he technically qualified in the first. So you're tied yeah. for Phil right now. See, Four. guys, I'm Phil Heath. <laughs> no, you're going to beat him because you got to get I nine know. Olympias, then it's done. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah. You're almost is it, there. Is it too soon to say nine Olympias? Is that as, <laughs> maybe? Maybe, but yeah, we'll see. Well, I don't think it technically is because I have people that reach out before their first show and tell me they want to win an Olympia. I'm like, that's true. I got, I got like, I'm coaching like five guys right now that are going to be Olympians or going to be Mr. Olympians. <laughs> see, so there you go. Couple, nine Olympias it is. <laughs> I got one. I got one kid in my gym that tells me he's going to be the first natural Mr. Olympia. Yeah. Hey. Stars. Hey. I, well, it depends I on your version of natural. I said, yeah. I said, I said it's pretty unlikely, but I hope you prove me wrong. And best of luck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Never shit yeah, on kids' gonna... dreams. No, no, never tell me he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. No. Nope. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that's great. Well, thanks, man. We uh, we really appreciate your time, dude. Um, you're always welcome on the show, and uh, you know we're uh, we're glad to have you. Thanks for uh, you know coming on. Of course, man. Honestly, I'm a I'm a fan of the show. I watch your guys' show. I've always watched it, and I love you guys. And I'm I'm yeah, I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you guys yeah. having me on. It was great to see you in Toronto. I'm glad I got to chat with yeah. you for a minute. You yeah, know, it was good. Those shows are so hectic. I didn't know if I'd run into you. So that was all. That was awesome. Yeah, and, we didn't uh, get to have any fun food or anything because I was dieting. But maybe after the yeah. Olympia, we can go. Yeah, you, you, you didn't look nearly as saucy as you did at the O. Yeah, was the sauciest look. I love that yeah, word. You're taking me back when you throw that one out. I know. Yeah. Um, so I guess. Face and- yeah, yeah. Hundred megs a hundred megs Anadrol. You know, I'll do it. Um, yeah. Uh, we will see you in Orlando. Yeah, man, crazy, unbelievable. And, uh, yell and scream and uh, and all that stuff. So try not to blow your waist out deadlifting between now and the Olympia. <laughs> I hate yeah, you yeah, to ruin okay. that physique. Yep, I'll do my best. Okay. Any yeah, anything no, you just no want to? Squatting th- either. And, and no what? No squatting either. Yes. Be <laughs> yeah. very careful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Has nothing has nothing to do with fucking eating McDonald's every day. That doesn't blow out your waist. It's fucking deadlifting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Justin. We appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate Remember you guys. Remember everybody. Remember everybody. It's just bodybuilding. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. See ya. Thanks, man. Well, that was fun. Absolutely. Thank you.
It's good. Yeah, it's great. Of course, man. Well, I'm uh, always happy to do it. Honestly, I don't. I I, I watch your guys' show. I love the platform. Like even if you wanted to come on, they want me to come on sometime during this prep. And we just treat it like a regular show. We answer questions and roll. It doesn't make it about me. I'm oh, that I'm would cool be a blast, man. Oh, that's the great, audience man. would love that too. That. The audience yeah, would yeah. love just like answering we should, questions. We should and do stuff. A, a a blind live where we don't tell them that Justin's going to be on. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> imagine the questions that they're like, what the hell? <laughs> do you realize that this is the only bodybuilding podcast where 50 percent of the guys on it can do a tail whip on a BMX? <laughs> that, that should be the title of the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the the show can do a tail. The other fifty percent don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That okay. would be awesome. So you yeah, guys, great, you guys man. Are all gonna be, is uh, mutant going to do a booth at the Olympia? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to be there yeah. full, full blast. You know, right so, on, dude. Yeah, we're we, going to have a booth like a, as well. Yeah, yeah, we have a really good rep on like the East Coast, and and you know we're really pushing hard into the states. So you know good. that's that's going to be important for us. So we will good be there. Right so, on, man. Yeah, I'm looking thanks, man. To- good, good luck with everything, dude. Thank you, yeah. man. I appreciate that. No, pretty okay. exciting times. Hell yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah, and give our best to give our best to Jazz too. Yeah, you know? we'll, do. Weeks. we'll do. Weeks. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, see you, man. See you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Peace. There we go. Justin Shire, everybody. There so, we go. Uh, oh, yeah. There we go. There we you go. Can't well, you can't talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Okay. Justin Shire. That was great. Um, always good to have him on. It's uh, pretty easy to chat. I enjoyed the farm stuff. Like, I really that liked when he talked about his like security system. And like, I was like, oh, yeah. He's got to give all that shit, you know? And just how he built that business, too. I mean, like, literally from nothing. Like, he, he, yeah. he had to Eight start plants, from nothing. 16 and, plants, 24 yeah. plants. Yeah. yeah. Eight plants fuck. that failed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, and then 24 plants died. Ah, uh, shit. And then, you know, like, just keep working. So I, I liked it a lot. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll leave that as an episode. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. And remember, I am mutant.com, Dusty20, Big Ron20. Get your 20% off, get your ISO surge, get your all in, and everyone should get on the gear. Lots of of gear. course, Think Big Bodybuilding Media, Patreon, keep a producer homed, Scott McNally. Thanks, everybody. We will see you again soon on It's Just Very Bodybuilding. Soon.